Hey guys, Tyler here. So this is us ranking our top 25 games of the last generation. If you guys missed the uh, previous episodes, go back and check them out. If not, hope you guys enjoy, enjoy this next part. Uh, love you guys. See you later. All right, we'll move it on back to our list here. We're now in the top 10 of our games of generation. My number 10, Gables. Doom 2016. Um, Yay. Love, adore this game. A uh, game that like I had no expectations for whatsoever when it came out, and I remember like it was a game I was gonna pick up anyways. Or I was I was like struggling like it's like I was like oh, I'm gonna pick it up because I love Doom. And I was like I was hoping it's good, and then I ended up like getting a, yeah. I went I won a, uh, uh, a Twitter contest and I got it for free from Amazon, uh, so I ended up uh, getting it that way, and yeah, like getting up playing it was just like it was it's phenomenal. It's so great. And it's just like, it led to like, I remember like years, like two years later, three years later, we're jumping into like, we're so excited to play, uh, uh, eternal. And it's just like, we're still like so pumped coming off the high of that game. And it's just like, right. it, it's, it totally re energized first shooters. It totally changed the game. First person shooters. I thought about Wolfenstein too. I love that game as much as I do because it basically just took the fast paced action of, doom and incorporated into into wolfenstein it's just like they like they just made a modern day doom game like we never thought was possible where like you especially come off of doom 3 where it's like it's doom but it's scary and it's like no this sucks we want to play doom we want doom doom is doom you know and it's just like all right it's like we haven't seen anybody really do it the way that they do it since then you know it's like no one does it as fast as them. No one does it as crazy as them. No one's fucking like everything. The the world building, the characters, the enemies, the the story, the the music, everything ties so well together in this game. Where it's not like it's all Gables is, is smiling. I have a feeling number ten is also doomed for him. Uh, and uh, oh no, no, it's it's not that. It was just something else. But character. okay, sorry. I, you made the same look you I when I when I when I said number twenty five was at the same game, anyways. Uh, but it's just like everything just encapsulate to make Doom, and it's just like the best game of that version. It's not like we're not just doing shit yes. for the sake of doing shit. We're like, like yeah, the multiplayer sucked, but it's like whatever. It's just like no one gives a fuck about that. We played the campaign, and it's so fucking awesome. It's so badass. So like yeah, like my, the biggest issue with that game was like the last third of it, but it's still. The gameplay is king of that game, and it's it's incredible. That's my number ten. Gables, what's your number ten? Okay, I had to get my composure. A bit, <laughs> you know, uh, what, what was so funny? I don't uh, understand. No, as you were talking, I'm like, all of a sudden, I <laughs> all of a sudden I hear my mom out there, and she rips a goddamn oh, fart. God. It's like a goddamn girl. Like, I was like, I'm like, did I just <laughs> say something stupid? I was like, I was wondering. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Gable's blaming his... You can be dead silent, and all of a sudden you can just hear someone in the next room in Gorilla Biscuits. Jesus. Gorilla Biscuits. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's just a term I say. <laughs> anyway. Number 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> number 10. <laughs> It is too oh. late. It is almost two in the morning for you to pull out a phrase gorilla biscuits. <laughs> and now you're gonna be thinking that shit. <laughs> like what the fuck does it mean? It's like number ten is Celeste. 
Very nice, Gables. Dude, this game, when I initially had the chance to play it, got the initial chance to experience its tone and like a lot of the other types of ease in use and stuff, I started to really fall in love with this game because it's such an awesome experience. It's definitely like one of those type of platformers where it's simplistic in nature, but yet it casually just encourages you to get better. And it's like, hey, don't worry about that. Go ahead and try again and do it this way and that way, you know. And so what progressively starts off as, you know, a little bit more daunting starts becoming a little bit more encouraging. And then all of a sudden it's like, you start dying a couple different times. It encourages you some more. And so you start trying a bit more and you get better as a result. And as you're going through experience in the game, you experience the story as well, which is like, it's like a girl that deals with a lot of anxiety and a lot of inner turmoil and stuff with herself. Madeline. Has to face off against, yeah, Madeline has to face off against herself too, as well as crippling, along with dealing with crippling anxiety and stuff. And a lot of this game is quintessentially her going through these battles and then realizing to accept herself for who she is and then go through and learn from her mistakes in order to evolve to like the highest peak. So it's like she has to travel on this mountain to get to the highest range of this mountain. And by doing that, she has to confront herself, her inner demons, and try to get everything else all out of the way, a little progressive steps at a time. But she comes to realize she can't do it alone. She has so you know what you can't do everything on your own and so you have to rely upon your friends and also the people around you in order to support to support yourself to encourage you in order to get to this higher frame and i felt the story and i felt a lot of what it would went to accomplish and stuff hit the mark exactly and it came this game came in a time in my life where i felt very low but at the same time this is one of those motivating type of games that help go through and see things in a different point of view, a different light, in order to encourage you to get better and also encourages you to, like, honestly play to a specific extent and stuff like that to where you can easily overcome adversity and keep on battling by moving forward and not really, like, dwelling upon the past. Sometimes you got to look in yourself and you got to work on issues and you have to get things going on to the right step. Great. So at number 10... Is Celeste. Very cool. My number nine, Celeste. Uh, oh, God. Here we go. You mean you encapsulated it better than I could. Um, you know, yeah, you're right. It's just like, it definitely is. It's just like, yeah, um, Madeline just trying to, uh, Madeline, Madeline, uh, trying to get up to the Celeste Mountain and just like, yeah, she's like doing this to like prove herself she can do this and like not give up. And it's just like you said, like, yeah, like she, she can't do this on her own. And like, like yeah, like there's a, there's a whole chapter of her, like she's literally facing herself and um yeah like this it's so it's like it's such a brilliant well-made game but it's like also the fact that like the story is i feel like can it's it's a very it's not like a very it's a deep story but it's not like it doesn't need 20 hours of of cut scenes it doesn't need all this just it's just some text blocks and it's just like it's the music in this game is so great. Where it's like, there's there's times where like, you know, like my anxiety gets the best of me. And it's like I put this soundtrack on, and it helps. And it's like it really does. It's like I'll, I'll it is like my go to thing. Where like there's days where like 
you had a bad day at work or like I'm, I'm having a bad day at work currently. Like, you know, at that, at that current moment, it's just like, or like I, you know, I get home from work and I'm just sitting there and he's just like, I just pop that fucking soundtrack on. It's just like it, it like it, it helps. And it's like, it really does. And it's like, you know, that's a personal thing for me, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's for a lot of people. And it's just like, I, I feel like this game probably touches a lot of people like on a, maybe not like that exact, obviously that's exact same scenario, but like, there's probably a lot of people that like feel that way. And it's like, they do a good job of like encapsulating like this story of anxiety into like a mountain, you know, like this, that that mountain is like you battling your anxiety and just like some people just can't get out of bed some days. And like some, you know, climbing that mountain is, is the equivalent of like getting out of bed or going outside or going to the store or just doing anything in general. And it's just like, they do such a great fucking job of that. And I've, I, yeah, it, it's phenomenal. It's just like, it's such a hard topic to like, this one where like you do it in a bad way, you do it in a, a cheesy way. It's just like, Oh, it's just a fucking corny like thing they're trying to do to like, Ooh, it's anxiety. So people will buy it or it's like they do it and like, they don't hit it just right. And it's just like, you took a big swing and you failed. And it's like, no, they fucking, you know, going back to a baseball term, they hit a fucking grand slam on this one. And it's, uh, yeah, everything, I, I everything that, um, I think it's Matt makes games or whatever his name of the studio, uh, whatever he, yeah. he does next. He also, what was the, he made that one weird, uh, oh fuck. It was like a Ouya game. Um, uh, it came to PS plus Towerfall. Towerfall. Yeah. Uh, he made that too. So it's just a, a weird, it's a big change for him. But yeah. That's my number nine. Gables is Celeste. What's your number, uh, nine. My number nine is for persona Four dancing all night. <laughs> now, this is definitely the pinnacle of one of the best music-based games that I have played during the the last generation. And that is because of not only is it a blend one of my favorite soundtracks of the entire series of Persona and Persona 4, but it also incorporates a story that complements after the events of the game itself. On top of that, it also like has a whole bunch of different types of themes, a whole different types of like uh, self-motivation self-improvement type of stuff with specific characters and in terms of like the whole conflict in of itself with like some of the characters that are inside of the story like say with Kanamine and stuff she has to kind of go ahead and overcome a lot of like the anxieties adversities in that regards but you have the crew of Persona 4 there obviously to help is like say backup dancers and this and that but it's like with the other Persona game, this Persona dancing games, to where the music is so goddamn enjoyable and so replayable that it actually puts it on, like, a chunk higher than that of the other games. And honestly, I did like the story aspect, even though there were times playing it on my Vita and even on my PS4 where it's like, yeah, I can understand there's a little bit of fluff here and there, but at the same time, it wasn't boring at all. It was fun all the way through. And I got to share even more time being with, like, some of the characters I did like from Persona 4. And so a lot of those characteristics, like, expedition, like, expositions and stuff like that, alongside of what I had to go through and experience with, like, each of these sing, each of these dance, like, these pop stars and stuff, what they're going through, and a lot of this other stuff with the Midnight Channel, well, this Midnight Channel shit from Persona 4, man, yeah definitely a fantastic game nice so that's it very cool gables uh moving on here to number eight uh number eight is a uh, hyperlight drifter um you know just we just talked about not too long ago with like solar ash and everything but it's like um 
a game that like I like I've talked about before. Like I didn't even know this game existed, and it was just like uh, like uh, a trailer for it popped up on the PlayStation YouTube account, and I uh, ended up just checked out the trailer, and I was like, I went from like not knowing this game existed, and it was like a Saturday, and this is like oh this game's coming out Tuesday, and it's like I can't wait to play this game kind of thing. And just checking out, and it's like it's so weird because it's 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 not a game that like would normally speak to me. Like as far as like uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a very difficult game. It's kind of got uh, kind of like get good mentality of like, uh, and also like it's it's a lot of dashing. It's you're gonna die a fuck ton. It's does it's not souls like where like you lose souls and you have to go back and get them. But it's just like it's very like you know, and it's forgiving in the sense where like you like. You die, you're not going to lose an hour of progress, but you're going to lose some progress. And you're going to like, it's more about just getting good and getting better. And like these boss fights, especially, where like you're going to die a lot in these boss fights. But it's like, like I said, I was, I was talking about um, in our last episode we did, um, where it's linked to the past, but in a modern day set, like a modern day gaming, where it's like, you know, it's all about like, you know, you, you have a gun, but you also have your sword you use. But it's just like about dashing correctly and like getting, like, it's, it's incredible how like, Good people get at the dash where like people like in that there's like a trophy for like dashing like a hundred times in a row. Like you got to hit it in like a rhythm. It's like, I'm struggling to do like five. And it's like, this is how great people can get at this game. But it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's a combination of like the, uh, the, the art style, which I love the music, which is phenomenal. Uh, and the gameplay, which is top notch to me where it's, and it's like also like the story in the world is kind of confusing in a way, but it's like, I was so fascinated by this that like I uh, like in the middle of playing this I like I watched like um, IGN or somebody did like a, a mini documentary about and went and interviewed him and talked to him and stuff like that and he's like the the main guy from this game I can't remember his uh, Alex Preston I want to say um, sounds right uh, he uh, he's the main guy from the game he does like the art he like he's he was an artist before this and he did the art and he he's the main guy from this game he he runs he's the main guy from Art Machine, uh and the the, the name of the studio and the kind of the story behind the game is about him and like he actually was born with like a heart disease, uh and he's like in and out of the hospital a lot and like even like recently he was just in the hospital like he was he posted like on Twitter of like him with like the the uh, what's that called like the thing with like the IV on it he was like walking out the IV in his house. Like he he's had a stint oh, wow. in the hospital. Like he's always, and he has a dog that has like a heart issue as well. And it's just like, it's a game about like this character that's like coughing up blood and like, you don't really know what's wrong with him, but he's injured. He's dealing with something. But he's like the, like the game was kind of built and based around him in a way where like he, this guy, this character is dealing with like a, um, a disease that's like slowly killing him. And he's just like, I don't really know. Like, like this, the, the story in the world, like you really learn, uh, like the, the story is not told to you. It's more about like you go through this world. You do like, you just kind of explore this world. And, like you kind of piece things together yourself in a way, but it's still very like, it's not told to you. It's just like, Oh, okay. Something happened here. And it's like, but I don't know. It's, it's very fascinating. It's like, I don't even know if like, um, he, I don't know if he's ever fully explained what that story is either, but, uh, yeah, like, it's, it's so well done. It's like I. It's another one of those games where like I can just pop on the fucking soundtrack and uh, and play again. Like I bought it three times. I have the, I have the physical edition on PS4. I have the digital edition edition on Switch and PS4 as well. And the, they just announced the Switch, uh, like a, a limited run version that's coming to Switch. Uh, that comes with a bunch of other cool shit that I, I that's on Best Buy right now. And I am so 
badly trying not to buy for, for the fourth time. Uh, but yeah, uh, I play Drifter is my uh, number eight game of the generation. Gables, what's your number eight? All right, so my number eight game is Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, wow, okay. So, in my mind, I had to decide which <laughs> which Pokemon games I wanted to I wanted to go through and like rank them. Obviously, it's like I had X and Y, and then you had like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Then this game, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And the reason why it's so high up over those other Pokemon games is because of how much enjoyment I got out of experiencing the Hoenn region again remastered with a bunch of like like ease of life improvements over the original games. But at the same time, there were a lot of fun elements that were added in. Now, not only did we get like new Mega Evolutions to like classic Pokemon, so like Blaziken, Sceptile, and like Swamp Hurt and stuff, but we got like new type. We basically got like new Pokemon, like uh, trainers, new different types of like mini games. It's like a surfing mini game that you go through and like transfer from one island to the other. There were definitely more incentives for you to complete the Pokedex, which I did complete Pokemon Omega Ruby's Pokedex. I spent like over 200 hours playing that game. These remakes were fantastic. And honestly, they're just under like the quality of remakes like they were for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. It was almost to that level, in my honest opinion. Only like some caveats here and there. But at the same time, it was fairly enjoyable. The graphics looked fine. Obviously, using like the uh, classic teams, like I did and stuff, it just made the experience more worthwhile. But yeah, Pokemon Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire, I feel, are the best Pokemon games from the past generation. And quite honestly, if any of you guys that are even looking into getting the 3DS or own a 3DS, but you want to know what Pokemon games to actually invest in first, do yourself a favor, get yourself Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. Definitely great experiences very cool uh moving on to my number seven here uh final Fantasy seven remake um my number two game from 2020 uh i, I talked about just you know just once again just on the last podcast we did uh but it's a game that came out i had for years i mean when they after i announced it, i'm like i don't care at all and it's just like i don't know what it was but it's just like i think it was just kind of like a we we're in that kind of a dead space there and it was like also the beginning of uh um, of the, uh, a stay at home lockdown, everything like that. I was just like, I need a game to play, and I popped. You know, I've been buying this the, the day it came out, and it's just like sat down. Like after a couple, like it was a couple hours. I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling it, but it's just like out a little bit. It was just like I was in. I was totally like, like all in with like Cloud and Barrett and Tifa and Aerith and yeah. Jesse and Wedge, and I was just like, I fucking adore this goddamn. Uh, fucking world and these characters. It's like I know it's like I never. I don't have any backstory. Don't give a fuck at all about the original Final Fantasy. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want to have anything because I know and I know they're changing. Like they're making their own. It's it's a remake in a lot of ways where it's like it's a remake of the of the original game, but also they're changing a lot of the story and tying in some of the stuff that came from the the movies and the side games into this one. But it's just like I don't want to play anything. I don't want to know anything else um, that I already know. I don't want to be fresh going this. I don't want like a different story in my head. Uh, but it's just like, I, it's just the, the, the music is phenomenal. The gameplay is 
wonderful and it's just like i as someone that doesn't play jrpgs anymore doesn't give a fuck about them it's like i someone that like growing up jrpgs was like my jam that was the thing i played it was madden is or it's like it was basically sports games and jrpgs that's where i played uh you know in donkey kong in donkey konga that was it and uh now it's you know it's like as i've gotten older i've become an adult it's like i've fallen off of that very hard uh outside of like sometimes nostalgia trips like it's getting this and like for a month this was like i put over like over 40 hours of just me playing this doing all the side content and everything even like the stuff with like the cross-dressing stuff it's like it's so weird and out there and like you know with the cloud and hand massage and like wearing a dress doing the stupid dance thing and it's like it's so fucking well done it's like it's so great and it's just like i hope to god that they don't fuck this up because it's it's so easy for and like i don't i so expect square enix to fuck this up because that's just i mean square enix <laughs> can't do anything uh they they do they're so fucking weird about just you know case in point kingdom hearts uh phil jackson's triangle offense uh like he's he's they're just so fucking weird about what they do about things it's like it's so easy for them to like the the bungle this whole thing and i just yeah it's so great i love it so fucking much it's number seven for me obviously for a reason but yeah i i I can't wait for the ps5 upgrade to come out in on in june uh so i can play it again and also play the uh dlc that's coming out for integrate but yeah my number seven uh final Fantasy seven remake gables what's your number seven Doom from 2016. Oh, look at that. Look at us go. All right. I think we're... Is that is that five now we have in common? I think... I'll count. Go, go ahead and talk. I'm sorry. With Doom, it represented a time that I never thought I'd actually experience, and that was me playing through and having a game of Doom click. Because up until that point, I'd seen various... Various gameplay of uh, classic Doom and stuff, the original one on the PC, plus on other types of platforms and stuff. People really enjoying, people really enjoy, like, Doom 1, Doom 2 especially. But I never really got, like, why people like this game. Up until I decided to play Doom 2016. And this was one of the contenders of Game of the Year during that year when it released for me. Because the power trip the whole overall pacing the like the fast gameplay everything else makes you feel like a badass you're gunning through demon after demon you're going through you're taking out all of these hell spawns and stuff in order to take out like quintessentially one of the recurring final bosses in the series which is like the spider mastermind this damn gigantic fucking like uh, brain with like there's all this this freaking like uh, these metal legs and all those other shit you know it's like it's mindless fun you there is a underlying story with a lot of interesting elements that is hidden away that if you actually like uh, forget about or some or don't even pay attention to you would be missing out on something else entirely because some of the story elements inside doom 2016 is interesting in my honest opinion but the fast-paced gameplay, the fact that you could do these all these various trials and test your skills in that regards, I did. I played the entire game on like uh, an easier setting because, honestly, as much as I like first-person shooters, 
I have to be eased in into getting better at these games. Because even though now I feel a lot more comfortable in terms of playing first-person shooters, be it Destiny or be it something else, during that time, it's like I wanted to enjoy the game for what it was worth, and it was worth every fucking penny. But man, the leveling up things for items, for your armor, for this and that, the uh, fact that you can go through and just do, like, collect all these different animals from the BFG that you could use maybe, like, once or twice throughout the entire playthrough. The uh, the awesome experience... The awesome experiences of that on top of just laying waste to, like, the final boss and getting all that shit done, you know. This, in my honest opinion, is the best first-person shooter to come out in the last generation. Because of how... How awesome I felt just playing through this game, how it makes you feel good, how it rewards you with trial and patience and stuff like that if you stick with it. And also in terms of challenge, if you really want to go through and just blaze, just go out guns blazing and stuff like that, crack it up to like one of the highest difficulties and then just have at it up there. There's a lot of hidden secrets, a lot of hidden collectibles and stuff. There's like little Doom figures mm-hmm. that you can collect here and there. To like Fist bumps one of them. Like hidden. Yeah. Yeah, and even, like, finding the hidden levels of, like, the classic Doom hidden inside there, you know. There's so much love and attention Bethesda paid in order to satisfy fans of the franchise. And quite honestly, it is number seven because it is one of the best games to play, period, on last-generation hardware. Either PC, either PS4, Xbox One, or even Nintendo Switch. I played the game through twice on PS4 and on wow, Switch. Okay. Both were quality experiences. Very few times if I ever play a game, I want to play it on another platform. And this is one of the few. <laughs> so, yep. Very nice. Very cool. Um, my number six, Gables, Uncharted 4. Um, hey. Yeah. Wow. What a game. You know, it's like I, I really enjoyed the Uncharted games, the first three uh, back in the day. Um, they were top-notch game of, game of the generation style games um and it's like i feel like each one built on top of each other and got better and better and better and it's like four it's just like i feel like that's when like really like um naughty dog became like like they made good games but it was like i felt like the storytelling is like I mean, really last well, I mean, last of us i guess people came out before that but it's like you can kind of see like i always like that's where i felt like they're like they built their games built upon each other where like they would take things from the previous game and do things to build upon it. And you see that with like Uncharted 4, like the rope, and then Last of Us Part 2 had the rope. Right. Things like that. And it's just like, you know, we've we, we seen with like Uncharted 4, it's just like with Nathan, like the, this is like, it's called A Thief's End. Like I felt like for the first time, like this entire game I'm playing through it, I'm like, I like, I felt like Nathan could die at any point in time. It's just like, all right, I felt like, it was just like one of those games where like you really felt like anything could happen. And I was like, yeah, but it's like anything can happen, but also like the fact that like you give a fuck about chloe and you give a fuck about uh nathan and his, his brother and like all the, like you actually like care it's like it's so cool like his care his, his brother jumped back come back and like him like telling these these uh tales of like things you've done in the past with it with nathan with uncharted one through three and then slowly coming back and like the beginning of like the heist and the uh, with it with him at the party and like um playing crash bandicoot uh on the couch or walking through the attic and like taking a stroll down memory lane of like looking at statues and things you've found, you've taken from your previous 
adventures and you know him just trying to be a normal guy and then like his brother sucks him in for one last job and uh just dealing with that whole story of like him and his brother and like you know as you learn the the backstory and everything it's like it it's top notch it's like the naughty dog to me is like they're the best of the best when it comes to like uh set pieces uh and it's not it's not call of duty it's like you know it's call of duty like yeah it's like whatever set people it's you know but it's like they do a good job like like it's kind of like it's not like over the top like you know like a whole city's falling kind of thing it's like this like this one actually kind of makes sense it's not like uncharted 2 where like it's a scooby-doo ending or it's like a um, you know, like the Uncharted one, where like the, you know, when the ending, where like he's just like a, a a quick time event type of thing, or whatever. Like it's like actually like they did a good job of like this whole process where it's like it felt like everything came together for Uncharted four for them. Like they got better over time. They understood this character more. They knew what they knew the story they wanted to tell, and it's like I miss Nathan Drake as a character. I miss those characters so much. But it's like it's like I would love to have another a new Uncharted game. But it's like I don't know if like. They ended so well, so perfectly. It's like I don't know if I ever want another, even a prequel. I don't know if I ever want anything to ever like try to touch that and try to mess up. I think what might be the perfect way for like this franchise end. What about you, Gables? What's your number uh, six? My number six is Super Mario 3D World. All right, very cool. We are now up to six games in common. Let me tell you something, man. It's like 3D World, even after playing. And reminding myself of this game, getting it for the Switch, and then playing a little bit in that regards, it reminded me how much time I spent and how much enjoyment I got out of playing the game initially when I was on the Wii U. It's one of the few Mario games I can remember in quite a long while where even after going through and completing certain aspects of the main game, there were a lot more challenging courses that could be tackled, and there was a lot more thing you could do even after the main game. And I credit this game being one of the more challenging Mario games I had played up until that point. And not so more or less than the main game, because the main game you can't blaze through in a band in like a span of like maybe three to five hours, give or take, give you know how good you are playing platformers. But to go through and collect everything, going through and like getting all the stamps, going through and getting all the Captain Toad levels all done, and even going through and try to get the like the uh, the most difficult level missions on that uh, world you unlock after beating the main game, you know? It's like, that was worth it. That was all rewarding. I was so close in beating that last world in that regards before my Wii U freaking system thing corrupted and I, mm. couldn't, I didn't really have the heart to go through and do all that stuff again up until recently. But at this point in time, this game is so high on the list because of how much quality is built inside of this game. It was definitely... There definitely was a reason why Super Mario 3D World was considered, at one point, in my honest opinion, one of the best games on the Wii U period. But it has the foundation that made 3D Land such a great game on top of elaborating like courses, a lot of like combinable... No, a lot of like uh, evolving courses and stuff. A lot of good gimmicks that were introduced, like the Captain Toad levels and this and that. But it had fabulous level design, had great co-op in terms of uh, like seamless dropping in, dropping out and stuff. 
it was a bummer it didn't have online multiplayer in that regards for you to do co-op but at the same time the amount of fun you'd have just completing a lot of these different worlds and then like just feeling good and stuff like that man that was definitely a such memorable moments to experience playing games that last generation so yeah that's number six very nice games hey guys tell here so this was the end of part four for us uh check back next week we'll have the fifth and final part of our game generation podcast hope you guys enjoyed it love you guys bye